0: Condon.
1: Hi, welcome back. Hour number two. It's five minutes after the hour of 11 on our final football Friday of the season. Sadly.
2: That's all right. We move on, right? The calendar moves on. We'll be back before we know it. As long as we just get back to some kind of normalcy. Yeah, well, fingers crossed. Yes. Then then it makes it a lot more palpable. You no, know, a year ago at this time, we were just so oblivious. Yeah, we really were. Well, you weren't. You were freaking out a year ago at this time. I was not freaking out, but certainly concerned. And I thought you were nuttier than squirrel turds. What I are you talking about? I to tell you. Buckle up. <laughs> well, you got that one. Put yeah, that one in the win column we, for Yeah, you. thanks. Yeah.
1: Uh, we're going to talk to uh, Tom Cakert. The Hawks did not put one in the win column last night. In fact, they've uh, three, they lost three out of their last four. He's coming up in about 20 minutes. We'll give you an opportunity to win some Klaxon's Barbecue. Uh, our picks as well before we get out of here at noon. Right now, Iowa State in the spotlight. Dave Sproul uh, covers them at KASI in Ames. 14.30 on the AM dial. That's where they play in Story County. Dave, Trent, and Ken, thanks for coming on, Dave. Dave. Dave Sproul, how are
3: you? I'm fantastic, guys. How are you?
1: Doing well. You know, before we get to the Oklahoma game, let's go back to what we saw um, earlier in this week, Tuesday night, West Virginia, 6 o'clock tip, West, they played West Virginia very well when they played them earlier in the season. And, man, Dave, I thought that Iowa State was going to mess around and win that basketball game. I thought that, you know, they, they just kept coming and kept coming. And West Virginia seemingly, um, not letting them, but they certainly got, uh, made, made it way closer than I think the Mountaineer fans thought it was going to be. Got to give Iowa State a little bit of credit. I know it's no moral victories, right? There is no such thing. At the same time, we saw some smiles. We saw some effort. We saw some things things we hadn't seen the last couple of outings
3: yeah it was a really a major contrast from the Mississippi State game for sure and the fact that I think Solomon Young you know was able to get back on the floor ended up playing probably more minutes than Steve Bromid had even planned on him coming off the the COVID break uh so that was uh, I think really good for Iowa State in the fact that they had a guy out there who you know brings a lot of energy and effort to the floor he's not really an outwardly vocal guy but he certainly sets a high example and uh, brings a, a a lot of motor to the floor, and uh, I'm sure that helps, that, you know, kind of uh, disseminates through the rest of the team, and, and between him and, you know, Roger Bolton being able to play together for some stretches there, and uh, bring that kind of intensity that that team needed, and uh, it really seemed like that spilled over into the rest of the game for the most part. There was a stretch there, the close of the first half, that uh, Steve Prome kind of lamented as a, the difference in the game, but, yeah, they fought hard all the way, and that's uh, about the, the most you could really ask for at this point, is just you know, show some effort, show that you okay. care. And those guys showed that they care for each other and haven't, at least at the very least, haven't quit on each other for this season.
2: Nearly a full complement of players. The one uh, headliner not there was Javon Johnson. Anticipation he's going to be able to go this weekend, or is it still uh, wait and see for him?
3: It sounded like from what uh, Steve said to the media yesterday that they're ready to go, that with David will be back on the floor tomorrow. Uh, probably on minutes restriction, I would imagine, considering the way they've handled the guys who are who were returning earlier in the week uh, from the COVID break, and so he probably won't, you know, go more than 20 minutes. I would imagine. I'm not sure if he would anyway, but uh, he's he's a guy that uh, you know he represents the last of the returnees here for Iowa State, and and marks them as a a quote unquote full strength team now, even with the minutes restriction. So it's it's good to see that everybody's going to be able to get back on the floor and get some playing time at the very least.
1: Uh, so what are we going to do with the point position? It sounds like Jaden Walker is maybe starting to um, gain, gather some momentum as far as him taking over the point in this game. Uh, he, he had a bunch of turnovers against West Virginia, but he did have six assists to go along with it. Uh, his last two games, he caught my eye uh, when the, when the team was in Starkville last weekend. He had a good first half, and then uh, seemingly uh, followed that up. Do you believe that Jaden Walker is going to start running the point as I? With state heads into their final month of the season,
3: probably not full time, but it certainly sounds like he's going to get more minutes. Something Coach Brom said yesterday with the media is that he's going to get some more time there at the one, maybe you know also play off guard a little bit too. But the, the real, the biggest benefit I think for having Jaden Walker at the point is that it frees up Rasir Bolton to handle uh, more scoring. He can you know go off the ball a little bit, and it frees him up to maybe get free for some. Three-point shots, or penetrate and drive to the bucket, and you know get some some action going that way. And I think that's a, a nice combo for Iowa State to have a guy in in Walker who's more of a pass-first type of point guard, although he can score a little bit. He's shown. Uh, whereas Rizier Bolton is really seems like more of a score first. And that's not to say he's a selfish player. He's certainly a willing passer, but he's more of a score first guy. And it would be probably good for Iowa State overall to put him in position where he can think about scoring as his primary option and maybe not have to worry quite so much about dis- distributing the ball.
2: What have you seen in freshman, freshmen, Darlingstone Dubar? We've seen him from time to time. He looks apart sometimes and then looks like a freshman. Others, what do you think about his future, how he fits with his cyclone program?
3: Yeah, it is hard to say because it has been that kind of inconsistent freshman like mm-hmm. type of season from him. And he's a guy who's certainly given great effort. And there's no issue on that front. And he's, He's worked hard, uh, you know, from what uh, Coach Proma said uh, throughout the season about the, his, his work ethic, and, but it, it's re- it is really hard to project a guy like that forward considering, you know, how this year has played out in, in so many fronts and, you know, the fact that you're he's going to be, he's not the kind of guy who came in with, you know, uh, a big-time big resume or, you know, anything like that. So uh, he's a guy who needs time to develop. He's going to need time to breathe a little bit and probably give the freedom to make some mistakes on the way and, learn from those as he moves forward so uh, i i don't really know that i'm smart enough to to project beyond what we'll see this season but certainly a guy who's willing to to work hard and you would think that that also translates into the the film study and the the mental aspects of the game as well and and willingness to learn
1: uh solomon young he, he played starter minutes uh condit got the start will that reverse itself do you think this weekend
3: I, I can't imagine it wouldn't. If he's you know capable or was capable of going 30 minutes on Tuesday and you've had some time to rest now between then and now, uh, the, that would put him in position to start or at least again play in that 30-minute, maybe even 35-minute range because Iowa State needs those minutes they out do. of him. They can't yeah. rely on George Condit to be that guy who plays – Thirty plus minutes in the post—that's just not going to work out very well. So, yeah, you need Solomon Young down there, and you're going to need probably some depth too at that position and all positions. Considering tomorrow marks a stretch of seven games in 15 days for the Oof. Cyclones, uh, but Oof. Solomon Oof. Young is going to be is going to be the guy who's going to have to be the the spiritual energy leader out there, and he's going to have to log a lot of minutes on the floor probably through that whole stretch.
2: That stretch is its absolutely Ouch. incredible. I was just looking at it. It's bookended with Oklahoma on both the front and the back end, the back-to-back in the middle against Kansas. you got to go to on the road to TCU and Oklahoma State. We saw those two teams face off earlier this week, and the other game, was just the Texas Longhorns, a top-ten no. team. <laughs> it's a slog, and it's still, even with the positives that you see on paper, it's hard to find a victory. What do you play? TCU for? maybe. Uh, TCU. I thought they looked really good the other night. You did watch when they played two nights ago.
1: I
3: yeah, think? They, that's In what the eight it was. Window, I remember. Yeah, uh,
2: it's it's just hard on paper to even find wins. How frustrating that has to be, Dave.
3: Oh, I'm sure it's it's got to you know get on you mentally uh, yeah. as you go through that stretch, and then you know you're going through games where you, you travel to Norman, you play, you come back, you know, right. then you got to turn around practice the next day, and you get a game on Monday or Tuesday, and then you got to you know turn around and get back and get in the gym and practice and then prepare for another tough opponent the next day. And that's going to be a mental grind. And in that stretch, it's probably going to be at least one game that Iowa State looks more like they did against Mississippi State where it's just not there from the start and the energy level is just not going to be there because this is such a tough stretch to play for any team, much less one that's kind of undermanned as, as this Iowa State team is. So I won't be surprised at all if one of those two, one or two of these games uh, ends up as a, you know, 20 if not more point loss mm-hmm. at some point, but there's going to be games where they're going to, bite and scratch and claw and probably hang in with maybe a Kansas or an Oklahoma or even Texas and, you know, give them a, a, give them, give them hell I'll just say it. Uh, <laughs> and, and you know they'll, they'll 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 compete you know they'll compete and they'll have some games where they don't look competitive at all and that's just kind of the nature of the beast
1: so back to back to back roadies uh Oklahoma as we know on Saturday then they'll come home before they head on Monday uh, to Fort Worth to take on TCU I wonder if they'll stay on the road they play Tuesday night and then Thursday I wouldn't think that they would fly home just to fly back out again on Wednesday to get that or to bus down to Lawrence. However, they get to to Lawrence, they would probably stay on the road, wouldn't they? Even in a pandemic, or would they?
3: Yeah, I I, I wish I could remember specifically if it was yesterday or or after the the game on Tuesday that Coach I think Steve From was asked about this, and I, if I remember right, the answer was they are planning to return. The Aims. They, you know, they still got to take classes, yeah. even though it's mostly online. Uh, they, they still got stuff to do. So, I, I am under the impression. I could be wrong about this, uh, and it, uh, my memory might be shot. But I, I am under the impression they will return home after each of those road games little
2: signing day uh, wrap-up from Matt Campbell after hearing from him talking about the class. Now, you're never going to hear, you know, this class stinks. You're never going to hear anything (laughs) like that from a coach. But seem very happy, and a couple of grad transfers making their way into Iowa State. News that we'd heard before signing day, but it becomes official on Wednesday. Just an overview of, uh, as you look at this roster, that doesn't have a whole lot of gaps to fill in after what we saw a year ago.
3: Yeah, and, but the, the gaps they need to fill, they've addressed pretty nicely. Uh, Jaquan Amos, uh, the defensive back who played at Villanova. He's got a lot of experience. Granted, it's at the FCS level, but nonetheless, he's going to bring some experience to a defensive backfield and specifically the corner position that's going to need a, to fill in a couple gaps there and maybe, you know, get some starter minutes, if not just uh, actually become a starter. Of course, you got Eli Sanders, the running back out of Arizona, who's a four star guy. Not sure how much time he's going to get. Behind Brees Hall, but I wouldn't be surprised if he does get some time out there because the running back room is a little thin now uh, at the moment. And then uh, the the kicking situation is a little interesting. It is, you know, perfect world for me. Uh, you don't you don't ever see those guys on the field, but uh, you know, <laughs> getting a transfer Andrew Mevis out of Fordham, uh, who who has played pretty well. They got a kicker in you know um, as That's a preferred really walk on oh, okay. actually. Uh, who's, who's rated pretty high by the Coles kicking camp people, and they're, they kind of know what they're doing at those Coles kicking camps. So that's Tyler Bittman out of Wisconsin. I uh, just found that name. So uh, it, it is interesting to see how that kicking situation will develop and whether that changes maybe you know how often Iowa State might try to go for it on fourth down or if they have a more reliable long-range kick, kicking game going into next season.
1: Yeah, I think the, the the kids you're referring to, I think it was Bittman, is that the long-range specialist that they signed? Is that him?
3: I, I don't know about a pet specifically. I just okay. know that uh, you know, he's a highly rated kicker out of Wisconsin. Gotcha. So that's about as far as I get into kicking guys. <laughs> no, I am
1: with you. You are not a. You are a, you're, you're a, you're a never kick guy, a never punt uh, type exactly. of guy. Exactly. So let's end on a high note. Although it's, it's it's good to talk about Iowa State football, as that was certainly a high point uh, this season. Nelson Cruz is back with your twins. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I love it. Uh, I love having him back. It, I think it's a really, you know, obviously team-friendly deal and one that kind of needed to get done, the more it looks like the National League won't have the, the designated hitter this season, the fewer options he he had. And But it's nice to have him back, not only for his production, which I expect probably won't be as great as next year, but just his leadership and the mentorship that he's shown in Minnesota with the younger batters. And then, you know, if Josh Donaldson can stay healthy all year, that's going to be a really solid batting lineup. You add Andrelton Simmons to shore up the defense on the left side and a signing to help shore up the the, the uh, bullpen. Uh, it, it's got me excited again to see the Twins you know, make the playoffs and, and lose right away.
2: Yeah, and that's what it's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> At least we're in the same boat. We know how this is all yeah, going exactly. to play out, Dave. Uh,
3: <laughs> yeah, fun. but it's still going to be fun to get there. It will be.
1: Uh, good stuff. Thank you, Dave Sproul. I heard you're on vacation yet again. Uh, enjoy it. Uh, we will talk to you in, in a couple of weeks' time. Who's going to win the Super Bowl?
3: Uh, I'll go with the Chiefs.
1: Chiefs. Um, get them, welcome aboard. Mm-hmm. Good stuff, Dave. Enjoy your vacation. Thanks for what you do for us. Appreciate it.
3: You betcha. Talk to you next yeah, week. Yeah,
1: good to talk to you. Dave Sproul. On uh, Iowa State. We just got this little note in from our friend John Liebel, who's working with Chris Williams to try and rig that contest mm-hmm. that Chris is over 10 in.
2: We're still going to club him.
1: Uh, but that aside, DraftKings apparently number 1 for online wagering in the state of Iowa in January.
2: Yes, it's big time. That is big time. It's, yes, we are. They were last to get in. Too. We are endorsers for DraftKings, but you guys know, I tried them all. I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> pretty much every one of them. It's really slick. It. This is not just hyperbolic. This is, yes, the online experience. And when you're looking for these props, there are so many of them. And it's for you. I know easier just to have the sheets in front of you. Right. That's why I printed out the thank you the 19 sheets of paper because you like it old school. But if you're on your phone, you're going to be able to navigate, go through all the different prop bets, and at the end of the show today, we're going to hand out some of those prop bets. I've got to figure out how to get an app on my phone,
0: because
1: I'm, I'm going old school. I'm I'm logging on on my desktop, and that's, that's how I play on DraftKings.
2: That's how you do it. You do yeah. it, though. You like the desktop? I've never even experienced it. No, it's fine. I mean, it's yeah. fine
1: for me, Yeah. but I'm the guy that doesn't have the app, right? And you should, because you're sitting in the Lazy Boy, and you're
2: watching games, and you see how a game's playing out, and you know how it... Yeah, but you know, I, I, you know what? I want to get tempted. I don't want to... Ah, you got that angle, too. Yeah. I think
1: I've cured... Not cured, my horse racing uh-huh. <laughs> problem on on the weekends, firing every Friday night, Saturday and Sunday. <laughs> Look, it was fun, and I didn't get beat up, but I didn't win. Yeah. Um but no, I heard the same thing about DraftKings. that it, it is a terrific user experience, and if you're in the app world, that's what it's all about, right? It is. We will take a time out Before we do that, we're going to give you the key word, but good for DraftKings. Number one that's great. in the state of Iowa in January. And like we said, uh, they were kind of late to the party. They were mm-hmm. the last one. When's DraftKings coming? Are they not going to be in Iowa? Remember those days? Yeah, I do. Well, they're here now, and they're certainly making a major, major impact in the state. Uh, let's do another th- thousand dollar slam dunk text the keyword hope to 200 200 right now it's your chance at a thousand dollars hope to 200 200 you'll get a confirmation text and info standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest uh, Tom Cakert on Iowa Claxon's barbecue giveaway if you haven't played in the last or if you haven't played in the last month you'll be eligible to play again uh, we got a couple of props that we're going to give you. How about the uh, the prop that I came up with for the tiebreaker? That's a good one. Huh? Points and points and points. Points and points and points. And we'll tell you who those points are if you're a participant. You know what? Let's do it now in case you get in. So it's going to be total points in the Super Bowl plus Luca Garza.
2: He had 16 last night.
1: He had 16 last night. So Buccaneers, Chiefs, Luca. Add them all up.
2: 56.
1: What are you going to go? I would go. I know the number in my head. Let's see how close you are. Seventy-five. I was going to seventy-three. So All right. Not now, Claxons. No no no, 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 no. Phone people, people are getting excited. Uh, you are twenty minutes away from Claxons. <laughs> uh, you're five minutes away from Tom Caker at Miller and Condon, fourteen sixty KXNO one. 10-
2: Trek in here to let you know my good friends at Renner's Warehouse are in heavy demand right now in Des Moines for three reasons. One, the rental market is booming. People rent during uncertain times. And homes are getting leased fast. Two, with professional video marketing and self-showing technology, Renner's Warehouse meets all healthy and safety guidelines for our social distancing world. And three, with regulations changing so quickly, more people are learning that using an experienced property manager is far less stressful than trying to do everything yourself. Now is not the time to DIY or mess with inexperienced property managers. For a low, flat monthly fee, Renters Warehouse will take the grunt work off your plate with no upfront fees and no paperwork or 3 a.m. maintenance calls. Plus, they can help you turn your part-time rental into a full-time cash flow machine. And if you're a real estate agent, they're offering cash payments for referrals. Go to renterswarehouse.com to book your free home rental price analysis today or call 515 528 4429. That's 515 528 4429. Renters Warehouse Des Moines, you'll always.
1: Mess. Man, our equipment is just dirty. Well, you need to call Washer Systems of Iowa.
3: We need a heater in here.
1: Washer systems of Iowa's got heaters. This floor is a mess. Washer Systems of Iowa is Iowa's pressure washer experts featuring Mighty M pressure washers. This is Jeff Egley of Washer Systems of Iowa. Our crew, led by Tony Poff and Marco Solis, can find the power washer to clean your equipment and the heater to keep your garage warm during the cold winter months. Washer Systems of Iowa, 6050 Northeast 14th Street in Des Moines. An exclusive dealer of Mighty M. Online. Life has been hard, and many Iowans now must decide between food or utilities, in other words, heat or eat. Food insecurity has doubled since March of 2020. It's tripled for households with children. If you need help, or if you can help, uh, please visit foodbankiowa.org, foodbankiowa.org. Coming up on 1030. Uh, let's get Tom Kakerd in here as we uh, talk about this information, because uh, Tom is... Well, he likes to fire, and probably (laughs) is part of this record month that happened in the state of Iowa. So December, prior to the laws changing, when Mm -hmm. you had to physically show up at a casino to sign up for your sports wagering account, we set a record, we the state, of $104 million wagered on sports. Mm -hmm. January, as of January 1st, you can sit at home or sit wherever, and you can sign up without going to that casino and in the month of January, the state of Iowa wagered $149 million. So about a 50% increase from the record month in December. Now we had week 17. Uh huh. We had the playoffs. Basketball's in full swing.
2: Oh boy. It's big.
1: It,
0: it- is big. What do you think of that, Tom Cakert? Well, I'm guessing that probably about five million of that was Trent Condon.
2: (laughs) Not, not quite at that level, Tom. We're, we're getting there. We're trying to build that bankroll to get to that point. (laughs) Unbelievable. (laughs) How many
0: accounts have you got, Tom? Uh, Far too many, and you know what it is? It's, it's because the bennies. all these places are giving you things. Right. It's the perks. They're literally giving you money. If you put money in, right. they're going to match it at least or give you more than that. And then you can yank your money out of there yeah. if you want.
1: I'm with you. It makes sense you know? to sign
0: up. I'm not going to say which one they're doing what because I don't know who's advertising with you guys. And I don't want to <laughs> put you guys in a bad spot. But, I mean, there's. Place is giving you five hundred. I know, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty big, and especially carrot. around this, especially around this, uh, the Super Bowl. No, no, I mean, they're like just begging you. Hey, here, come here and bet a buck, and we'll give you a hundred. Okay, right?
1: DraftKings. We just cut the commercial for next week. It's it's a surrounding a UFC fight. Mm-hmm. Bet a buck and win a hundo. If your guy wins the uh, the the feature bout next week, yeah, they're not going away. Anyways, before we get into this, I I, I want to make sh- sh- I forgot to do this earlier. Iowa Wild open their season tonight. Mm-hmm. I uh, just want to make everybody uh, here in Central Iowa, if you're looking for something to do, it's a great night out. Uh, I don't know exactly that. I think it's 3,500 they're going to put in the building is roughly that. So they play tonight and they play tomorrow, uh, but the Iowa will finally get back on the ice. Okay, let's get to the uh, what we have Tom Cakert on every Friday to do, and that is to talk Hawks. We're going to get a Super Bowl pick before we let him out of here. Uh, Tom, just back to last night, and I hate to say it, but uh, we've seen this movie before, right? They score a bunch of points, but boy, do they struggle on the defensive uh, end of the floor, and that was very apparent last night.
0: It was, and 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 some puzzling decisions by Fran, and I think obviously after the game, he questioned himself, and I think he's probably beaten himself up a, a little bit over it, but you know, riding those starters basically the entire second half until the very end when he had to play a foul game, and he was doing hockey line shifts yeah, um, at the end of the game just to kind of foul or try and get a steal, uh, get something... Um, but, yeah, they just couldn 't get a stop. I mean, that was just there there was that stretch there where both teams were kind of firing with haymakers, you know three here, three there, yeah. three here, three there they were just trading uh but you got to get stops in the big ten in the last five minutes of games if you 're going to win games and and I would just didn't do that, and they let guys get loose and it 's been the it's the same thing that happened Tuesday. Um, Michigan State got loose from three early, and this game it was Ohio State getting loose with threes late. I think the game changing moment was Washington hitting those back to back threes mm-hmm. when Iowa was up 11. Yep. Iowa was, if they go and, you know, stop them, get a couple stops and get a couple more buckets, that thing's 15 and the game's over. Mm-hmm. Just did. And they couldn't, and Washington hit those shots, then Aaron gets hot, and that's ball
2: game. I think it was sixty-two right? yeah, fifty-one. Something that like that we yeah. were talking about. Go ahead, and it went the other way. So, Tom, uh, as I was lamenting to you, and before we came on the air, maybe throwing a couple of of uh, adjectives that we can't say on the radio at you. You said you had some ideas to improve this defense. Look, Jordan Bohannon is not going to turn into a great defender. When Frederick's back, he's not going to be a plus defender. That's just they're not at that level. But you can get better in some way. You got to work on it. Fran's got to do that, but. What is it? What are some of the ideas you have to get this team, not to become a great defensive team, we're not going to be talking about the Butler squads of 10 years ago, but at least be adequate on that end.
0: Yeah, uh, Here's one thing I would do. If Frederick's out, and we assume he's going to be out with this, right. you know, whatever this issue is that uh, they haven't really kind of on the record told us anything about. Um, so, um, but if he's out and it's day-to-day, why not start Joe Tucson? It's you know, it just seems that, I mean, j getting beat by point guards mm-hmm. right now, I and mean, he'd probably get beat by two guards too, let's be honest, but mm-hmm. um, at least Tucson gives them the, the opportunity to get to the rim, maybe, uh, put some more pressure. Um, Yeah, he's not a great shooter, but at least he's going to get a lane uh, and, and bring a defensive presence to the top of the zone or to the man-to-man defense that Iowa's playing. I, I just think that it just, and that's no disrespect to Keegan Murray. I just think Keegan was more comfortable. He's played more comfortably when he's come off the bench. So, get him back in that that role that he has thrived in this year. And Toussaint wants to start. He has start. He started twenty games last year. Hmm. So get him out there, play that. Here's the other thing I would do. And Fran's just got to take a hard line on this. And I know it sucks. And I know, but sometimes the bench teaches you the life lessons that you need. And if you're getting blown by on defense, you can go sit next to Fran and uh-huh. Kirk Sparrow and Sherman Dillard and Billy Taylor. Yep. And then we'll put you back in. But if you keep getting blown by, uh, and you keep giving up easy buckets and you keep not making, uh, good rotations in the zone, you're going to sit. And that will improve the team. You either get better or you just, you figure out that nobody can guard on this team and, and you're stuck. But they, at this point in the year, and I, I do think that CJ being out has kind of knocked them all off kilter. Everybody was kind of comfortable in roles. I think they were doing okay. I think they were fine. But him being out has just knocked everything off kilter here in the last two weeks.
1: No, no doubt about it. You know, Wieskamp sat there for a long period in, at the, Michigan, in the Michigan State game, mm-hmm. Tom. And that, I, I think it was, uh, and you were there, so you would know more, a predicate of, you know, he wasn't uh, do, doing what he needs to do defensively. Not that he was great last night, but he was engaged last night. And, and to your point of, you know, you, you sit on the bench, maybe you, you, you get the, you, you, the message sinks in and your responsibilities sink in. It seemed like that helped for Wieskamp.
0: It did. I just talk, and again, we're not having face-to-face interactions with guys this year. Obviously, we're in Zoom, and so you, but I kind of know these guys a little bit, just kind of read them, just being around them over the years. And the thing that would concern me if I'm an Iowa fan, this team has, has had that swagger about them for all year, even going back to some last year. They just kind of had this confidence and swagger about them. And that looks like a team after the game and obviously disappointing loss You're in the emotions of the moment, but that looked like a team that kind of got self-doubt starts creeping in. And, and you got to be worried if you're Fran right now, because Fran's doubting himself. I mean, he said it last night after the game that, you know, he's doubting himself about what he should be doing uh, essentially, you know, with not playing those guys. So I just think Fran's just got to draw a line in the sand on the defensive end and just say, we got to start guarding. And, but Fran is just not a defensive coach. He's just not. It's just not in his DNA, and that's fine, but it's just not who he is.
2: And yet all of this uh, comes the night after we see Houston lose to an awful East Carolina team. We see Villanova lose to St. John's. We see Creighton get blown out by Georgetown, who is not very good. There were upsets all over the place, and Iowa – is still ranked number 4 at Ken Pomeroy in his ranking system. Still the fourth best team efficiency-wise in the country, even with this bad defense. We know Gonzaga's great. We know Baylor's great. Is it going to be just, this is what they are, there's still going to be more losses, they're not going to win a regular season crown. If they can get the right matchup, they can make a run to a Sweet 16 or Elite 8. If they don't, they're going to be done in the first weekend. Is it as simple as that?
0: Yeah, I think that might be it. Um here's the thing I would be worried about too as an Iowa fan is Lucas getting getting beat up right now. He is. You could tell that. Um he didn't have his legs last night. Um and that's a, you know, part of that is he played a tough physical Michigan State team that beat you up on Tuesday night and you gotta come back forty eight hours later and play against a big tough physical Ohio State team that's gonna beat you up too. But you can tell he's missing free throws and that's tired right. legs. Yep. Just is. He's beaten up. He's not getting those plays and finishing the plays like he was two, three weeks ago. Um, And that's got to be a concern because teams are just, I mean, you know, he's had some single digit or or double figure team games now in the teams uh, that he wasn't having. He was, it was 20 and 10 every night for a long time. He had 27 and 10 the other day, but you get what I'm saying. There's just, you have to be concerned about Luca at this point, maybe get him off the floor a little bit more uh, to get some rest because they're going to have to ride him a
1: lot this season. No, no doubt about it. And Nunji's last two games, maybe his best two games, Tom, statistically yeah. anyways, I mean, he fell on the floor last night when he had the ball and he got crossed up a little bit. Can't hold that against him, but, you know, what, he what do you have, 11 in the first half the other night against Sparty, duplicated that, uh, or do you have 13, whatever. He was good in the first half again last night. Maybe Nunji does see more playing time uh, and and uh, at the same time, give Garza that rest you're referring to?
0: Yeah, I would... Th- think they've got to be pretty comfortable i mean we saw last friday the illinois game where um you know jack played terrific when Luca was saddled with some foul troubles and and basically kept iowa in the game in a lot of ways uh defensively with what he was doing against kofi coburn and uh, georgie benishados uh they you know he really went after those guys and and did a terrific job i think he had five blocks in that game four or five blocks so He's he's a guy that can do that, and you know they got to get Keegan Murray hitting his shot. Um, You know Jacks found his three ball now. You got to get Keegan Murray back hitting the three ball, Uh, and and I think they'll be okay. But they've just boy they got to start guarding. And because Trent, you follow this too. You look at that adjusted uh, efficiency on defense. Mm -hmm. It is sliding big time. It's, what, like 135 in the country now, um, and it was in the mid-90s, um, you know, low 90s about a week ago. And uh, if you look at
2: Torvik, have you started to subscribe to Torvik now? Ken Pomeroy's kind of becoming passing. Everybody's in that one. So (laughs) I'm looking for something new, but it's even worse. 151, as I look at the updated number now defensively. It's another efficiency model. It's not good. There's just no way that you can slice it up, and you're not going to win multiple games in the tournament playing that kind of deep. Tom, before we get out of here, some football talk. And first... Devin Hilson, you followed the story as you guys do at RivalsAndHawkeyeReport.com. Fill us in. What a story. to boy North, the first guy in over four decades to receive a power offer. And uh, you could just tell the the happiness for him and his family to get this offer from Iowa.
0: It's crazy because they only played two games this year. Yeah. So, you know, as Kirk said, it was a, a tougher evaluation to kind of figure out what he was doing, it, uh, what they were going to do. Uh, but just an awesome story for des moines north going that long without a power five kid in their program and um and and now they've got this kid who's overcome a lot you know he had to get his academics in order he had to get everything going in the right direction and he's done that and, and there's the reward so you wonder if maybe something like that is going to pay off down the road for another kid who gets inspired right. by yep. uh by hilson and what he's done and Um, maybe there'll be more kids from Des Moines North and they won't have to wait four decades to get a kid to get a power five offer from an in-state school and and be able to go go there on scholarship.
1: Hard not to root for him, Tom. I know I will be. I love that story. Tom, uh, who wins the Super Bowl?
0: Uh, I am on uh, Kansas City. I just think it's impossible to beat Mahomes. I mean, uh, that stat about Mahomes hasn't lost a game by more than – don't, by more than a touchdown since Iowa State beat them? Jesus. I mean, it's crazy,
1: That's isn't it? Nuts. That's absolutely nuts.
0: Uh, that was good stuff. And we're going to get a Big Ten schedule, too, by the way. Yes, we're 40 to 15 Big minutes Ten. away. Yeah. Uh, Iowa, Nebraska, maybe? Black Ooh. Friday?
1: Ooh. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Tom, we're late on time. we got to let you go. We'll talk to you in a week. Yep. Thank you for what to do for us. Appreciate it. Okay. Yep. Thanks, T- guys. Tom Caker, HawkeyeReport.com. Phone lines are open 284 5966. You know why. It's time to get some Claxons Barbecue away. I'm 45 minutes away from being at Claxons uh-huh. to pick up my order. I'm so pumped. It's going to be a great weekend of BBQ. Uh, we have our four callers, but if uh, one of these callers happened to participate within the uh, last four weeks, Commissioner Condon going to toss your you-know-what out. Claxons um, on the other side picks as well. We're here until noon. 1460
2: KX and 10 Jewelers
0: in
3: Ankeny.
1: The 55th big game is this weekend. 55. A game this big deserves a big prize, not just some trophy. To finish off the football season, DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app is giving all players a no-brainer of an offer. To celebrate football's finale, DraftKings Sportsbook is doubling your money if a touchdown is scored in the big game.
2: That's right. All it takes is for one touchdown to be scored Sunday night and boom, bang, your money is doubled. Sounds like a no brainer. And don't forget about DraftKings Big Game Prediction Challenge with up to $55 million in total prizes up for grabs and instant prizes for everyone. Who enters the contest.
1: Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code KXNO to get a shot at doubling your money if a touchdown is scored in Sunday's game. That's promo code KXNO to get a shot at doubling your money during Sunday night's season finale. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Iowa only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash prediction dash challenge dash DFS for details. Gambling problem? Call one 8 Welcome back. Final couple of minutes here of the uh, Friday edition, Miller and Condon. You know, Trent, I I see the same script that you see for DraftKings. I don't remember boom and bang being part of the script. It's great. It really is. Well done. (laughs) Boom,
2: bang. Uh, we're it to got give... quick enough, too, because we had to have it inside of a minute.
1: <laughs> Just sounds ridiculous. Thanks. No, it's got to get attention strange. to the people, though, right? Absolutely. Got yeah. my attention. Claxon's Barbecue has my attention. KlaxonBBQ.com is where you can find them on the web. You can find them in Altoona, 3131 8th Street, Southwest in Altoona. Andy and his team over there have been serving up barbecue in Altoona for... 25 years. They have stood the test of time. Jim, Jeff, Jason, and David, in that order. You know how to play the game, and let's get right to it, shall we? Uh, Jim is up first. Jim, welcome to the program. How are you? Good. How's it going, guys? Doing well. Chiefs, uh, three-and-a-half-point favorite over Tampa.
3: I'll take Tampa.
1: Tom Brady, over, under, one-half a yard rushing. (laughs) Over. Over. Mahomes, same question, nineteen and a half yards. Over. Will the longest field goal be over forty seven and a half yards? Over or under either team. Forty seven and a half yard field goal. Under. Total points. Here's the tiebreaker. Jim closest without going over. Total points in the Super Bowl plus Luca Garza's points against Indiana on Sunday. <laughs>
3: Okay. Do, what is over under in the game? I think it's fifty six.
1: Fifty six.
3: Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. I'll say eighty nine.
1: Eighty nine. Jim, enjoy the Super Bowl. Thanks for playing. Yep. You too. Thanks. Appreciate it. Uh, Jeff is with Miller and Condon. Jeff, are you there? I'm back. Good to to hear from you. You started the show. You're going to be right at the end of the show. Uh, Chiefs, three and a half point favorite over the Bucs. Chiefs, cha-ching. Tom Brady, over, under, a half a yard rushing. Under, thing. (laughs) Uh, uh, Don't forget, in the NFL, sacks aren't counted against Mm -hmm. those numbers. In college, they are. Mahomes, 19 and a half, over, under. Over. Longest field goal is 47 and a half yards. Over or under? Under. Chiefs, Bucks, and Luka. Total points. Closest without going over.
0: Uh, 86. And one more. I want to give you just a little thing on this one. Travis Kelsey with a touchdown. SVP. He gets two touchdowns and 100 yards.
1: All right. You're on record. Thank you, Jeff. Appreciate that. Uh, Jason is up next. Hello, Jason. Oh. Uh, Chiefs are a three and a half point favorite over Tampa Bay Chiefs Brady over under a half a yard rushing under Mahomes 19 and a half over longest field goal will be longer or shorter over or under 47 and a half yards under uh, tiebreaker is Super Bowl points plus Luka Garza on Sunday closest without going over
3: 68.
1: Jason, enjoy the Super Bowl. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. And David brings Claxons to a close for another week. Hey David. Hey, what's up? Uh uh nothing. You are. Chiefs, three and a half point favorite over the Bucks. Chiefs. Brady, over under a half a yard rushing. Over. Mahomes, nineteen and a half. Under. Longest field goal, over under forty seven and a half yards. Under. Uh, Super Bowl points plus Luca Garza, closest without going over. 69. David, have a good weekend. Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate it. And that'll bring Claxons to a close for another week. 3131 8th Street Southwest in Altoona. KlaxonBBQ.com. Well,
2: T-Box is yours, sir. It is? It is. Am I over 500? You are. Am I paying the juice? 40, you're not. 47, 46, and 3, Okay. 10 and 10 on your best bets on the year. Uh, And where are you? I'm at 55, 40, and 1, 13 and 7 with my best bets. Pretty hefty profit on the year. We will... Have one more game, and you got some props. You're playing this weekend too. Well, I've got to put. I'm going to use the same games that we use for Klaxons. the same stuff we use okay. for, for Klaxons. So that's I mean. where these came from. Interesting,
1: indeed it is. And I was too lazy to come up with stuff of my own. <laughs> All right, I'm going to uh, take the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, when the championship games were concluded, we sat down here on Monday, and I thought the Chiefs were going to blow them out of the water, and I still. Kinda of think that's going to be the case, although with the patchwork offensive line for the Chiefs and the good defensive front for the Buccaneers, I think it's going to be a little bit closer. But Kansas City will win, and they will cover the, third, the three and a half. Tom Brady's going to score a touchdown in the game, so therefore he's going to go over one half yard rushing. So give me the over for Brady. He doesn't need to score a touchdown, by the way, Trent. Um, Mahomes, are you going to play
2: that though on your own? Yes. Yeah, I think I. What's the odds on that? I don't know. I think I saw it, plus like 275 or something. Well, you know what? I mean,
1: quarterback sneak, he's
2: unstoppable. Right. I like Uh, that. Patrick Mahomes over under 19 and a
1: half. I will slide in on the under for Patrick Mahomes. Longest field goal, 47 and a half yards. Give me the over. Both of the kickers in this game have strong legs. It's got to happen early because I don't think they're going to be kicking field goals late if I'm indeed correct that the Chiefs are going to be comfortably in
2: front Take it away, TC. I'm gonna go Tampa. The offensive line issues. I just I can't get past that for Kansas City and old man Brady. Does he do it again? I'm gonna grab the points in this one. Hope to get that three and a half at some point. I am going to be wheeling and dealing throughout the weekend looking for that half point. My props this weekend, a couple of goofy ones. Gotta go offshore. But I got always gotta play the national anthem. I still got a couple of bucks in account, so we'll fire at that. I got it at 158 and a half. I have the over for the National Anthem. How about this one? Cameron Brait scores the first touchdown 22-1. to 1. I love that number. Mm-hmm. Maybe you love the price and the actual result that it's going to be. I just couldn't say Brady to know about that Brady loves one. him too. Yes, he does. I also like him in the over for uh, total yards. Him and Gronk are really close to each other. I, I think Brait is the better bet in that one. And finally, the goofy bet. The first touchdown scored the jersey number. I got the over. It's at twenty four and a half at DraftKings. So you get all the Chiefs running backs, mm-hmm. the Buccaneers running backs. Mm-hmm. You get Gronk. You get Antonio Brown. You get Cameron Brate. Don't, like Don't get Tyreek Hill. Don't get Tyreek Hill. But you
1: know what? That's a good bet. That seems like it's one of those. And it's minus
2: 120 is all. I was surprised. 24-and-a-half at DraftKings. First touchdown scored the jersey number. Oh, the goofiness.
1: All right, that's going to do it for another week. Murph and Andy will be in here at 2. The Fanatics, likewise, at 4. Saturday morning pregame is on the air tomorrow. Zamora's off. I think I saw Andrew Down sitting in with Sean Roberts tomorrow on the Saturday morning pregame. And, of course, Monday morning at 6 a.m., another week of local sports talk begins with the morning rush. We're Miller and and You can listen to us weekdays from 10 to noon on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM we